right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, listeners, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. And again, before we just venture into this wonderful uh, interview that I'm pretty excited about. Remember to go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I guarantee you that is your first stop. That's corephysicaltherapy.com. Right? Did I get that right, Kat? Did I get that right? Sure did. Right. All right. We have Aaron and we have Kat, but I'm not going to talk to you about them. They're going to talk to you about themselves. So for the listeners out there, Kat, or shall we say Catherine, but everybody goes by Kat, uh, give us a little background on who you are. Yeah, so my name is Catherine, but I go by Kat. I always say I'm only a Catherine when I'm in trouble. Um, so I am a PT here with Core Physical Therapy and a senior clinic manager in Florida. So I'm uh, managing five clinics here in the Volusia County area. And uh, I got my bachelor's degree in health science and my doctorate degree in physical therapy at the University of Central Florida. Uh, super passionate about the movement system and uh, helping people achieve their mobility and wellness goals. You're the first person that ever said movement system. I like that. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to steal that as I write it down on my notes. Movement system. All right. I Aaron. have lots of phrases, so you can steal away. That's pretty cool. Do I have to call you a doctor? Because you got a doctor. Nah. Just Dr. Cat. Dr. Cat. Dr. Cat does still have a good ring to it, though. I will say that. All right. I do. That sounds good. All right, Aaron. Give us a little background. Hey, everybody. I am Aaron Tillman, physical therapist and athletic trainer with Cora in the Duval County area. Go Jacks. Um, similar to Kat, I went to uh, the same university for both undergrad and PT school. So I went to the University of North Florida, um, go Ospreys. Uh, so super passionate about providing a quality healthcare, quality physical therapy for our community here. Okay. So this is an interesting question, and listeners, we're going to be uh, diving deep into it. Given the fact that there's a surge, given the fact that there are some changes that are taking place within the pandemic, and it looks like it's, I don't know, if one thing it does, it, it delays a lot of things. And, and we're talking about uh, delays in surgery. Kat, I want to ask a question about what is prehab? Yeah, so it's a great question. Uh, prehab or preoperative rehabilitation is really just a group of interventions that are, are aimed at promoting uh, an increased level of health and wellness. And this is meant to reduce the risk of um, any future impairments or reduce the risk of complications when you do in fact have surgery. So in our setting, it's aimed at preparing you physically uh, for an upcoming surgery um, that may currently be delayed due to the pandemic. So that's an interesting, uh, I mean, th the reality is, is that, yeah, there are delays. They are. It could be uh, with staffing. It could be just the fact that, you know, whatever the reason is, whatever that criteria and, and the prioritization. So, uh, Aaron, are, are we saying that, let's say I, I, I'm scheduled for me, I'm scheduled for surgery, and then I've, I've been uh, notified that it's delayed. Is it is it important for me to uh, at least think about prehabbing? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so like, there's no such word as that. We've just come up with prehab and then I just put an ING on it. That's right. 
I don't know if we can get it much shorter, but um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's important for anyone considering any kind of surgical intervention, um, even even outside of the, the pandemic, right? So not everybody's surgeries happen right away. You know, let's say you tear your rotator cuff. There's no guarantee that you're going to find a physician that can get you in in the next couple of weeks. So there's something that needs to be done to condition your body um, to be able to handle the, the surgical intervention well and to come out the other side stronger for it. Um, and especially now with the pandemic, I mean, let's think about, you know, we've been dealing with this thing for 18, 20 months, 20 now, years. You know? And so it feels like forever, <laughs> right? Um, and we were told for so long to, Hey, stay inside, stay in small groups, minimize out, you know, outdoor activities, activities and groups. And most people, they exercise in groups, you know, not, most people don't sit and, and do their own yeah. things. Um, and so the hard part with that was, is we've kind of inadvertently told people to become deconditioned you know and then we tell them hey you know what now you need these surgeries that you needed beforehand uh, we're going to get you in and and here's the second wave of the pandemic and uh you know unfortunately hospitals are having to once again delay these elective surgeries so now i would say even more so than pre-pandemic it's important that we're doing prehab um to like kat said maximize the, the overall health and wellness of the individual prior to and after after surgical intervention but you know we can also say that it's just an important component of life right you, you should right. just uh keep moving and and uh remember that exercise and eating right and all of that stuff is real important because during the the original pandemic push i found that barbecue chips and ham sandwich go to well together <laughs> yes. And I went right past the 19 on into the 25, baby. Just like I just, I, I wanted to excel in my weight gain. And I realized at that point in time, I need to be able to um, uh, get back to working out and eating right and, and exercising. Let me ask you this, uh, Kat. If if I do have a scheduled uh, surgery and it got delayed and I need to do a little prehab um, and, and focus in on that, uh, what are the benefits? What if I'm having that surgery and finally I get the surgery, but I've been doing a good part, uh, doing my part on prehab. What, what, what are those benefits? Yeah. So I always try to explain to people that, um, there's never a waste in doing prehab or doing preoperative therapy. Um, even if you ultimately have to undergo a, a surgical intervention, because therapy is only going to elevate you. It's going to increase your mobility, increase your strength, your activity tolerance, uh, surgery will naturally kind of take you down a couple notches. Um, and so therapy is aimed preoperatively to elevate you several notches so that when therapy takes you down a couple pegs, you're already better for it than you started. That is a good analogy. I do. I like that. And that that uh, speaks to the goal, right, Aaron? I mean, you really, I mean, I, 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 Kat, you painted a great picture where it's like, if I didn't have it, I'd be knocked down a couple of pegs, whatever that looks like. But if I did, right. I'm a, a couple of pegs. I'm back to normal and in, in, uh, quickly. Is that okay. is that the goal there, Aaron? Yeah, essentially. So I, I also think about it from like the athletic perspective, right? So having been a, a prior athlete, like we understand like there's a conditioning season and then there's competitive season, but we we are able to kind of push through barriers more because of our preparation, right? So if your if your conditioning season goes well, regardless of something that might happen that sets you back your baseline is elevated, like Kat was saying. So um, go back to kind of what we were talking about with the pandemic, right? Everybody's baselines have been kind of gradually lowering if we haven't been keeping up with our activity, right? And so, um, you know, there was a recent article that came out that mentioned, you know, even just two months of preparation 
um, significantly increase people's overall wellness and outcomes post-intervention. So if our goal is to, to maximize people's movement qualities, like Kat was getting at, um, and to maximize their, their function within their daily lives and the things that they enjoy participating, then why would we not want to start them off on a, on a higher baseline and give them the opportunity to, to you know, dive off a higher board, so to speak? Yeah, I yeah give them a head start. Yeah, I see. I like that approach. I, I think for me personally, I, it's not a, it's not a, a bridge too far. I can, I can sit there and start with um, simply walking if I wanted to, right? I might not be scheduled because I think we're looking at two things here. We're looking at just living a better and healthier life. That requires movement mm-hmm. and maybe tapering off on the barbecue chips. And the other is, is with a goal. It's like, okay, I gotta, I, I, I've got this. I've been delayed, but I've got it, and I've got to, I've got to improve. So, when that happens, like when 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 you're saying, okay, you you got a procedure that's off in the future, a couple of months, three months, whatever it might be, been delayed. How do I know I'm ready? I mean, I would imagine I I would know. How how do I know I'm ready, Kat? Well, and from a therapy standpoint, we are constantly reevaluating and reassessing the patient to determine if they have achieved some of their mobility goals, some of their strength goals. Ultimately, the clearance and the readiness for surgery is going to come from the surgeon um, who's going to have to medically clear the patient to undergo the surgery. Um, but we are going to take baseline measurements of range of motion, strength, activity tolerance, talk about um, functional activities that are challenging for patients so that we can really tailor our um, treatment program to what's important to them. And so every time we're reevaluating the patient, it's determining have we progressed? Are we are we on the right track? Um, have you bridged that gap towards your functional impairments? So a little combination of the two. Do you ever have a conversation with the doctor and saying, yeah, we're doing some prehab stuff, uh, Aaron and, and I, and I think that uh, Scott, because he's been uh, focused on potato chips too much, uh, <laughs> needs a maybe another month of this uh, prehab. Do you ever have that kind of conversation with the doctor? Um, actually, yeah. So the nice thing is, is the physical therapy and the, and the physician professions, you know, we've been doing a really good job as of late of communicating and approaching healthcare for our patients as a holistic approach. Um, so at times, you know, we're communicating back and forth, like Kat said, through reassessments, or sometimes we have a patient where we just really need to get on the phone and speak with the physician. Um, that's, they're just not ready. Maybe it's their movement quality is not really kind of where it should be, or maybe some of their health standards aren't there. I've had physicians call me up and be like, Hey, I don't think this person's ready for surgery yet. Do you think another couple weeks of therapy are going to do this person benefit? And then we kind of have conversations around that and then use that as a team approach to make sure that the patient is getting the best quality care available. See, that's so important because I, I mean, I would imagine there are, there are people that have to go through procedures. They don't really sort of, they have some challenges after the procedure. And I would just think that, that if, if, if you, my PT and doctor are in communication then you have my best interest at heart. And and you're going to say, okay, Scott, now it's time because you did your pre-work. You did, did they did that. We're ready to go. And, and uh, recovery is going to be a little bit better. I'm not saying it's not going to be yeah. hard, but it's going to be a little bit better. 
So yeah, so you know, the interesting part is, you know, physical therapy doesn't just approach the the physical side of things too. There's a big psychological component in recovery as a whole, right? So if we're able to show somebody like, hey, yeah, you have this impairment that is going to probably need some kind of surgical intervention, but here's how we can boost your confidence. We can boost your physical readiness for it. That plays a big psychological component into somebody post-operative because I got to be honest, Scott, having surgery hurts. You know, I don't know a single person that's come out of surgery like that felt great. You know, Um, and pain pain does some big challenges psychologically to people. Uh, So if we can prepare them ahead of time for that, their mentality and their perspective post-surgery tends to change significantly, which then encourages them to get up and get moving more quickly. That's right. And just to add to that, um, you know, patients sometimes have never had therapy before. And so they're about to undergo a major surgery and they don't know what to expect. And so prehab is going to allow them to meet their clinical team. Um, maybe they've never even been in a physical therapy clinic before, been in a gym before, and they are fearful of, of what post-operative challenges they might face. So it's kind of setting the groundwork up front for what they can expect afterwards. Um, and the therapist can discuss with them, um, you know, healing times and incision sites and and all of the questions that they may have that they may not have enough time to ask before surgery happens with their doctor. Yeah, I I think we uh, gloss too much over on the psychological side. You're absolutely right. If I can, if I go into a surgery, recognizing the challenges that'll be taking place, but if I go in with a better mindset, I would imagine and I, I, I have nothing, I don't have any data to back it up, but I would imagine data does support the, the recovery is, is, is definitely a, a, a bit better, I would imagine. Let me ask yeah. you this uh, one last question here. So I go through it. How do I, how do I determine when I need to go back? Because <laughs> we're not stopping there. We did the old prehab. We did the surgery. Now we got we to build back up. When, when do I decide, uh, or when do you decide, or when does the team decide uh, when do I, I get moving again? Yeah, I think so you nailed a, it. Go ahead. Sorry. See? see <laughs> I think you nailed yeah, it. Just, a- uh, just FYI, listeners, I, 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 I was rocking and rolling in that time. I left it open, and I made sure that Kat and Aaron were not prepared because I didn't mention anybody's name. That is my fault on this side of the camera. Kat! <laughs> What you're thinking? <laughs> well, I think you nailed it that it's that it is a team approach. So ultimately, if the doctor has any reason for delaying therapy, they're going to let us know and they're going to let the patient know. But generally speaking, early intervention is best. The faster we can get patients moving, um, you know, get them up out of bed, not sedentary, get that blood flow, get their mobility better, their outcomes are are by far better. That's always been an interesting observation. Um, my dad had a uh, artificial hip put in. Back then, they sort of let him lay around a little bit. Nowadays, I always hear the stories of like, I got an artificial hip. I was running the next day because my PT <laughs> person was making me run the next day. You know, it is like <laughs> how things have changed. Absolutely. All right, Aaron, before we uh, wrap it up, have we forgotten anything on this particular conversation that we needed to sort of expand upon let me know what do you think i feel like uh i feel like we've done a pretty good job covering the basis you know the big thing is if you guys have any questions about anything like scott alluded to at the beginning give us a shout go to our email or our website um 
and do some research, do some digging in. We're open and available to taking care of our patients. Um, the other thing too is prehab doesn't have to always mean in the clinic. Um, we have telehealth available for patients who are uncomfortable coming to the clinic because of the pandemic. Um, you know, I do want to ensure everybody that we are taking all necessary precautions. We're following CDC guidelines, keeping social distancing masks on mandatory in all clinics. Um, but if you're not comfortable coming to the clinic, we do have telehealth available as an option for both rehab and post-surgical rehab. Cat, he, he pretty much nailed it, huh? Better. That's rough. Now I got one last question to, to you, Aaron. What what sport did you play? I ran track in college. So. Hey, did, did you watch the Olympics? Oh, did I watch the Olympics? Come on, I couldn't do anything else. No, it's, it's, <laughs> It, it, you know, it, it's it's that time when you get to just you get to see the sports that you're just like you never see, but then all of a sudden you realize you like them. Yep, <laughs> I'm telling you that that's a lot of fun. All right, this is what I heard in this particular conversation. One, prehab is important. If you have a uh, a particular surgery plan and it gets delayed, you can't stop prehabbing, right? And it doesn't stop there. Even if you don't have something planned, you still need to move. You still need to take care of yourself. You need to it, it just and let's get past that whole COVID uh, 25 like I did. I'm still working on it, trust me. And then um, the, the, the psychology of it. And I think that that's an important part of this particular conversation because if you're prepared and you're working with the team that wants you to be prepared, I guarantee the recovery is going to be uh, much better and uh, uh, I guess just nicer. Absolutely. All right. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, Aaron, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, anybody is welcome to shoot me an email, a Tillman at corahealth.com. Um, I'm open to whatever, whenever. I'll do my best to respond. And Dr. Cat. Oh, Dr. Cat, I always love that. Nice. It's Smooth. Morgan at corahealth.com. Excellent. All right, listeners, you got a couple of uh, great contacts that uh, definitely have your best interest at heart. Remember, also, bottom line, baseline, you got to go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. At, at a minimum and look around there they got a great website a lot of information i guarantee you you'll be able to navigate those waters and find the answers you need you two were spectacular and by the way thank you very much for being flexible on the old power outage oh man it happens <laughs> all right thank you listeners for joining in your corner with core physical therapy